Well, hi there. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Lou Ford here, and it's time for Coffee and a Car Ride. Yep, that's right, my friends. It's that time. It's time for coffee, good discussions, humor, and of course, a car ride. It's Coffee and a Car Ride. We turn now to a string of shootings in New Mexico that officials say were the result of a politically motivated election denier. Local authorities yesterday arrested and charged Solomon Pena, a failed 2022 candidate for the New Mexico State House. He faces 15 counts, including conspiracy and criminal solicitation, after he allegedly paid four men to shoot at the homes of two county commissioners and two state legislators. Thankfully, no one was injured in any of those incidents. In a press conference yesterday, the Albuquerque police chief said Pena is believed to be the, quote, mastermind behind the shootings, which spanned a month from December 4th to January 3rd. Investigators also believe Pena was present for at least one of them. Following the election this November, Pena confronted at least three county commissioners and a state senator at their homes with paperwork falsely claiming that his election was rigged. Pena also tweeted a photo of himself after the election in a red Make America Great Again sweatshirt, writing, quote, I never conceded. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? This is Lou Ford here. I'm back with another episode of Coffee and a Car Ride. You know, it's my podcast where I drive around, rant about, you know, shit that pisses me off, you know, current events and all that. And, um, this episode, I kind of wanted to do, I guess, kind of like a quick, you know, little, I can maybe rant here. Now, as I wanted to discuss something that I find to be very frustrating right now, and that is, uh, I guess the distinction is the difference between, in terms of our polarized parties, what both have come to view and come to define as being extremism. Radical liberals. Neo-fascist. And I find that whenever, whenever there is a, you know, a Black Lives Matter protest, whenever, you know, self-proclaimed, you know, Antifa, whatever you want to call it, come and they... They protest something. They come. They protest police brutality. They come. They protest whatever it may be. What, however violent it gets, and there's no excuse if it gets violent. If there's rioting, whatever the case may be, there's always this claim that it's you know, look at the domestic terrorists. Look at how bad they are. How come the Democrats aren't denouncing them? And that's a fair point. That's what the Republican Party says. That's a fair point. Now the reason why, fine, is because you know we've seen this for you know for the past several years with the division. You know of our country these complaints and these claims but the one problem that i see and the one thing that has stuck to me very recently is the very really big difference between the two all right you know i'm gonna i'll put it to you like this when it comes to democratic or like liberal progressive kind of extremism and say like the far right kind of extremism all that and as i neither neither one is right but take for instance during COVID, right in michigan you had far-right militia members planning on kidnapping the you know the governor, a Democratic official, kidnapping her, and then with by force they had built bombs, they had guns, they were you know they were mi- they were mixing explosives. The FBI was involved and had them on tape as they were discussing as one of the uh, militia members was talking to his son as he was you know making the explosive material apparently. That uh, which was presented in court, 
you know, they had planned on because she had set up COVID restrictions and had basically made it, you know, shut down the state because of fear of the pandemic and the anger that the, you know, that the conservative, the far right had towards that, that, uh, you know, that she was basically, they had planned on kidnapping her and then, as they put it, putting her on trial for almost like treason with, I guess, the explicit plan to be to ultimately to execute her. And they were planning on doing this through like this, like, you know, uh, ragtag kind of like special ops, you know, kind of like, you know, you know, dirty dozen, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, kind of, you know, Sw- you know, militia swoops in and kind of snatches her up and kidnaps her and takes her, you know, taking kind of idea, you know, throw her in the back of a, you know, of a truck or whatever, or a van and drive off. They were going to blow up a bridge so that way nobody could catch her, could catch them. They could actually carry out this plan and do this patriotic deal that was, you know, that was Trump was going to damn well approve of as far as they were concerned, you know. And you have that type of extremism. And then you have things like what happened more recently in Atlanta on the Democratic side, as you may call it, where, you know, or in Seattle or, you know, whatever that may be, or, you know, after the, the you know, after the police brutality and all that with, you know, George, George Floyd and all that with, there's riots, there's anger, you know, fires are set, there's looting, there's people who sometimes, it, in some cases it is peaceful pro- protest, other times it may not be, but the point is, is that, you know, there's rioting, there's anger, there's looting, there's things like that. Not good in any way. If you're doing that, you should be arrested. But I'm going to put it to you like this. How I view this is kind of like, have you ever, let's say, decide you wanted to go to the gym, right? And you're going to get it, and you, and you decide, you know, I got I to gotta take control of my life. I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm gonna go, and I'm I gotta get a I gotta get a gym membership. I gotta do this, you know. I have to exercise. I have to get this right. And you go in and you meet like the you know one of the you know either like me like the owner or you meet one of the trainers, and they take you into the office, and they're trying to they're trying to upsell you on all this, and they're trying to tell you how great it's gonna be that you work out their gym, and they're offering all these plans, and there's like there's shakes, there's a juice bar, and there's massages, and guess what? Now there's a new deal that's here, and it's available, but it's only running for the next 15 minutes, and you gotta sign on now. And you're kind of sitting there like what? And you're literally, you know, are kind of like taken aback. You literally feel like this muscle-bound, like, you know, um, um, wheatgrass, you know, guzzling, you know, muscle-bound bastard, whoever it is that's trying to say this, is literally like proverbially holding you by the shirt and shaking you and screaming, you know, you must work out here! So what were you wanting to work on? Cardio, upper body, what? Yeah, upper body, definitely. I, I yeah. need to get buff so I can get my tricycle back. Yeah. yeah, well, luckily we're running a special right now for the next 17 minutes. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's a little unusual, but uh, okay, okay, well, tell me. Okay, well, the normal plan is 78 months and 40 a month and 200 down. Watch this. Forget the down. Are you watching? Yeah. Goodbye, 40 a month. Let's do 35. Okay, 35. Uh, now, now, that's the cheapest? Yeah, hang, hang, hang on, hang on. Trace, can you bring me some of those free gym bags? Thanks. Gosh, you know, this, I, 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 I could probably just do some push-ups at home. Okay, and, well, let's let's start you off with the complete body fat yeah, test, maybe know, a heart rate. You're actually not hearing me. I, you know, I don't think this is for me. Um, thanks anyway, and uh, for the future, you came on a little strong. <laughs>
Pena will be held without bond, and when you read the charging documents here, the warrant for his arrest, it's not hard to see why. There are chilling details in here of this shooting spree and what police say was a conspiracy uh, to do it here, including a, one of the victims whose 10-year-old daughter came into her room in the middle of the night and said she thought she felt something on her face and that it felt sandy in her bed. She asked to sleep with her mother. The next morning, the two of them went back into the little girl's room and discovered bullet holes in the wall. That sandy feeling was from uh, plaster sawdust from the bullet holes going through the daughter's room into the bed. As a parent, it's just terrifying. And that's what these Democratic lawmakers in New Mexico were subjected to here. And it really is part of a larger trend we're seeing of this kind of increasing political violence and threats against lawmakers. Now, that's what it seems kind of like is the case with the Republican parties that there's just like, just like the GOP it's just like this one form of extremism that is in some form or fashion okay you know like is okay and that form of extremism seems to be like what happened very recently in Albuquerque New Mexico where a Republican a Republican a failed Republican candidate who's running against a Democrat in uh, in a district in Albuquerque lost he was an election denier. His name was Solomon Penne. And he, by the way, he marketed himself as being like the Magna King. He like, he loved Trump. He was, you know, doing everything short of, of, you know, of tongue licking his, Trump's taint, proverbially, you know, doing everything he could, made himself out to be the Magna King. He, you know, that whole deal, you know, he um basically made the claim that even though he lost the election, it was set up. It was a lie. It was something where he, he didn't lose. It was all rigged. And he wasn't going to leave. He wasn't going to concede. He wasn't going to give. As majority now of GOP, you know, GOP seems to be, um, you know, politicians are running, you know, or running mates do now. You know, they lose. And along with extremism is this sore loser bullshit that, oh, no, I didn't lose. It can't be. I couldn't lose. No, there's no way kind of idea. You know, Jesus is on my side. You know, whatever. You know, exaggeration. The point is, is that is that the guy took that, wouldn't, wouldn't accept his loss, and then proceeded to... And let me just keep you, let me just keep you keep this in mind for you. He had a criminal history, which already made this man, already made Solomon, a um, controversial. Besides his claim of being election denier and being at the riots on January sixth, which he claimed and had used to promote himself, there already was this reality that he had done seven years in state in the state penitentiary for several robberies and burglary. Uh, you know, he had a criminal record, and many had argued that that made him uneligible to run. Ultimately, a judge decided that they that he was still that he could still be on the ballot. The point is, is that when this is that when Solomon Pena heard that he had lost, and that then attempted to try to change it around, say this is rigged, this doesn't work. The extremism then kind of kicked in, where it went even further, and then he proceeded to pay off several associates to go and shoot at other Democratic lawmakers' homes. 
Some were associated with the idea of his election. So some may be in, may have been in his district, you know, kind of were like, you know, connected to the idea of like, you know, the uh, the election itself. But some weren't even in his district. And he just had hired people and he had gone to one of them himself and had taken pop shots at their house. Pena will be held without bond. And when you read the charging documents here, the warrant for his arrest, it's not hard to see why. There are chilling details in here of this shooting spree and what police say was a conspiracy uh, to do it here including a, one of the victims whose 10 year old daughter came into her room in the middle of the night and said she thought she felt something on her face and that it felt sandy in her bed she asked to sleep with her mother the next morning the two of them went back into the little girl's room and discovered bullet holes in the wall that sandy feeling was from uh, plaster sawdust from the bullet holes going through the daughter's room into the bed as a parent it's just terrifying and that's what these democratic lawmakers in New Mexico were subjected to here and it really is part of a larger trend we're seeing of this kind of increasing political violence and threats against lawmakers now the problem that I see here that I always see that is the issue here that always comes across with this and I mean this goes on both sides it's pretty real but when you talk about the the Republicans and this is where the, is property damage is like how can I put this most left-wing extremism is more property damage left-wing extremism is kind of like the high i'm not saying all of it there's violence too you know like violence like like you know hurting people but overall you see more in terms of left-wing you know kind of like extremism all that is being more stuff where it's like damage to property damage to thing you know damage to you know to objects damage to property the plots and all that that kind of come out are more kind of like you know they burned the cars you know that whatever i'm not saying that's a good thing it's not that's always seen as being this terrible horrible no good thing but when the when the far right extremism comes out and it become and it becomes something of we're gonna go kidnap somebody we're gonna go shoot somebody's house we're gonna go after their family we're gonna hurt them we're going to put together a plan which to overthrow the government you know yes burning you know being angry you know and okay throwing something at a cop is not good setting fire to cars not good at all but how come no republicans have ever spoken out against the extremism where where one of their fellow uh you know party members has decided to target an opponent's family or has decided that because they've lost that now it's open season democrats who do this i mean both parties are guilty so but it it, it just it's it it just kind of seems like the the idea it kind of seems like because in some way the property damage isn't as expensive money wise i mean because the property damage isn't more expensive money wise that there's more of a terrorist act involved in that as opposed to a lone wolf deciding that they're gonna go as the, as many republicans would put it or whatever would go and say okay well yes this isn't this isn't us you know this is this one person that did this who decided that for their cause because they believe that the election was 
you know, as in the case of in Albuquerque, was, uh, you know, was rigged against me. Now I'm going to go and take this into my own hands and I'm going to thereby become violent and use extremism, you know, as my tool to fight back because I can't handle a loss because I'm a fucking sore ass goddamn loser. It's pathetic that in some instances, the people who are making decisions for us, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, or Matt Gates or anyone else like that, are these douchebags, excuse me for saying this, and there's there's many that are on the Democratic side as well, you know, Manchin, you know, all that. But people who are nothing more than goddamn toddlers with you know, with, uh, you know, you know, with ties or, you know, or heels on who are making decisions about things that are happening in our country, but are unable to accept or concede when they lose, instead have to resort to vicious, nasty means. That's a problem. And this is a perfect example of that. And the, the odd thing is, was, was that even though this candidate lost that initial election he was running in, he was actually right before he was arrested elected to uh to another seat in a in a lower office for the city so even though he wouldn't have been in you know in, in the state you know in the state legislature and all that he still had won he still had been elected to actual another i can't remember what it was for but it was like for city count is you know something along those lines he actually still had gotten himself into another political position you know another political seat but the extremism came through. I don't really know what else to say, except this is a problem here, guys. Like, this is, you know, we need to think of it. I've already said it before. I'm not going to say it again. But just, you know, while you're soaking your brain in caffeine, put that in your coffee and drink it. All right? So this is Lou Ford. I'm going to sign off now saying peace. And, of course, just to give uh, you know credit where credit is due here, before we go any further, um, all the audio clips, the sound bites, and all that were there from, of course, the, the incomparable, the wonderful, awesome show, Family Guy, the uh, also the great show, Let's Be Real, MSNBC, and, of course, let me see here, the PBS NewsHour, and the closing music is by Rage Against the Machine, it's Bulls on Parade. Um, all the uh, all the links to all that to all those will be in the episode notes. So until next time, this is Lou Force saying, put that in your coffee and drink it. Peace. Hey, and just a reminder before we go. Wait a minute. If you've liked this minute. episode or others like it, then by all means, go and leave us a five-star rating. Write a review. Like, subscribe, share, follow. You know, just tell your friends, is, excuse me, let people know, show your support. And now, of course, just want to let you know, if you have comments or other questions as well, if you want to, say, even record your own rant about something that you're aggravated about and share, and share it with us, you can do so by emailing it to us at carcoffee8 at gmail.com. Send that to us, we'll listen to it, we may put it on the show. And you can also now leave me a... Um, voice message that the link for that will be in the episode notes leave that for me and uh, listen to it and put it on the show as well and as always just to remind you coffee and a car ride is available on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcast so come on check it out show some support show some love until next time Lou Ford. peace
Coffee and a Car Ride is brought to you by Anchor, the app that makes creating and distributing a podcast easy. And also by, of course, coffee. So uh, thanks for listening and all that. You know, uh, like, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. And also don't forget to uh, check out my blog, White Bicycle Review. It is whitebicyclereview.blogspot.com. Check that out, you know, to get more, to get some articles about politics and, uh, you know, other issue, other current issues and all that. You know, check it out. And thank you again. Until next time, move forward.